One of the most remarkable moments in all of Holy Week just happened. It is that moment as we move through that long account of the passion of the Lord with what can be, quite frankly, an overwhelming quantity of words and details. We find our minds wandering. We find ourselves struggling to pay attention or simply to retain everything we've been hearing. And yet there comes that moment when the simple statement of the Lord giving up his spirit is made, and we kneel. And whatever I've missed in the reading up to that time, whatever else has distracted me or been going on, suddenly for a moment everything is different. Notice we don't remain standing. We don't just keep listening. At the announcement of the Lord giving up his life, there's an immediate response the church makes. And that is absolutely remarkable and beautiful. The body of Christ falling to its knees at that moment. We're not reading history merely at this point. We're not merely reminiscing. Rather, we recognize we are in the presence of something much greater than ourselves. And we respond. And the response is a making of ourselves low before a mystery that is so very, very great. And those few silent moments on our knees where we all pause at the same time, recognizing that there is something unspeakably great, something utterly abundant, something compelling here, is what prepares us as we move forward to the additional celebrations of the feast days of Holy Week. But note how important that is. We can't simply pass over it. News of the Lord giving his life is not merely news. It is not merely information. It is a reality that commands our attention and demands our respect. And we hear immediately after that, as we get back onto our feet and continue listening, that the world itself responded to this. As the Lord is lifted up on the cross, the sun itself goes dark. Because there's something here, even if sinful man will not pay attention, even the universe notices. Then there's that moment where the Lord gives up his life and at that moment, light returns to the sky. Notice how carefully the scriptures say that. It was dark until three. And what happened at three? The Lord breathes his last and light returns. Even as he descends into death, we see that light True light comes into the world, not merely the physical light of the sun, but that event where nature itself responded. Let's us know that here the light of life is now shining in full mercy upon us. And as soon as that light begins to fill the sky again, what does St. Matthew write? The earth itself shook. 
The hearts of many were unmoved that day, and yet the earth moved. Dumb stones quaked and trembled at the might of what was happening. The earth shook so violently, we hear that tombs opened up and the dead walked out. Because as the Lord dies, even in that moment, life triumphs over death. Even death responds to Jesus. Small wonder then that we kneel. Small wonder then that we quiet ourselves at least for a moment before something that is so great, the mind struggles to understand it and struggles to appreciate it, but knows that it must be acknowledged. That is the very essence of this Sunday, this Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord where we have this odd and jarring series of movements. We begin with so much joy, waving the palms, gathering in a festive way, and then suddenly we have on our lips the words of the responsorial psalm, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? How quickly things change. And yet, how good it is that we celebrate in this way, because for many of us, that is exactly how life works. We have moments of surprising and great joy, and they are often so very brief, aren't they? They pass so easily and so quickly. And there are these other moments, terrifying moments of pain and illness and loss, and uncertainty that seem to crash in upon us when we're least ready for them. And note how Jesus gathers all of that to himself. Celebrated as a king on Sunday, condemned to death on a Friday. How quickly things change in just five days. The same crowds that acclaim him and celebrate him and wave their palms on Sunday yell, crucify him and give us Barabbas on Friday. How suddenly things change. And yet the Lord who lives through that suddenness, that movement from earthly acclamation to earthly condemnation, himself never changes. He is always Jesus always the Lord. Whether the crowds acclaim him and celebrate him, he is the Lord. Whether the crowds reject him and condemn him, he remains that same Lord Jesus Christ. The world changes. The world moves. The world turns. Oh, but the Lord does not. And that is the great thing about this Sunday. This Sunday where we confront the mystery of the cross of the Lord that saves us. This cross that will now carry us through the week. Because during Holy Week, it is not us who carry the cross. It is the cross that carries us. It is the cross that lifts us up out of earthly fear and earthly concern to the bright and burning face of mercy. 
It is the cross that lifts the wounded, broken, sin-fallen heart out of the works of death into the light of life. It is the cross that carries us forward. And what do we see as we engage it? We see what the church has proclaimed for 2,000 years. Times change. The world changes. The world moves. The world turns. The cross stands firm. Jesus remains true. And however much things change, this love by which he gives his life for us, oh, it doesn't. Note how wonderful that is. We kneel at the words that he has given his life for us. And in a little while, we're going to kneel again. Because that same Jesus Christ who gives his life on the cross is going to be right here on this altar. And why? Because he's going to say, as he did on that first Good Friday, stretched out on the cross, this is my body given for you. This is my body suffering so that you can be healed. This is me undergoing all of the pain of this world that you can't begin to bear, because I will bear it for you, and I will bear it with you. This is my body. And he's going to say to us, this is my blood, as he did on that original Good Friday, poured out for you. This is the blood that spills from my body to wash you clean. This is the blood by which Almighty God binds himself to you more tightly than you can begin to imagine. This is my blood. And we will kneel at that moment where those words are said because it is the same mystery. Jesus gives his life for you. Good Friday is not just a moment in history. His dying on the cross is not just a passing thing, because the self-giving remains. And everything we do when we gather for this celebration, when we gather for Mass, is the continuation of what the Lord has already done and what he continues to do for us, and how wonderful that is. So on this day, we who reached out our hands and grabbed palms to wave will be invited to come forward in our great number here to stretch out our hands, not to a palm, but to the Lord, to that body given for us, to that blood poured out for us, to that one alone whose love indeed is mightier than death and overcomes the grave. Stretch out your hand today with confidence. Stretch out your hand today with great confidence in that love. It doesn't matter how indifferently kept Lent may have been over these last six weeks. It doesn't matter today how long it's been since you were at Mass. Today, in this place, Jesus Christ is here in that love, in that victory.
And he's not here for somebody else. He's here for you. What a great thing that is. Amen.